0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a Paradox.
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Paradox, and this is The Josh Show.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Hey.
1: Is that your best RuPaul?
2: Hey, hey. Oh.
1: Oh, that is. No, no, I don't think that was RuPaul. That was Jamie Foxx on A Living Color. Oh, I forget who that was. That
2: is true. That's true.
1: What was that character called?
2: Fireman Jim.
1: No, that was Jim Carrey. Uh, It was like Shenane. It was Shenane.
2: It was? Okay, now it's your brain (laughs) is locking on to the most bizarre factoid. Shenane.
1: Hey, hey, hey.
2: In Living Color was funny. I mean, a little bit before my time, but very funny. Very, very funny. Well, welcome to Paradox, everybody. Um, I'm Jimmy. Hope you're having a wonderful summer pandemic. And happy July 2nd. Happy July 2nd. Almost the 4th. Do you know we have stability within our technology that we are putting out back to back weeks of shows?
1: I haven't released this week's show. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Why not? I haven't had thirty minutes to sit down and I have to re-listen to it to go over the show notes. All my big papers with Liberty would do last week, so this week's a huge grading week. I keep forgetting that you're still teaching there. Yeah,
2: I know. You got to dump that.
1: No, I bet we have at least a handful of Liberty listeners. Do we really? Hey,
2: hey, hey,
1: hey. (laughs) L U. I, I will. I will definitely do it, though. Obviously.
2: Yes. So we don't have. Shows being released in back to back weeks because of Josh. (laughs) Send all your hate mail.
1: Today, I think, is a very interesting
2: topic. Very interesting. And we do it without even knowing we do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is not something that you calculate. You may not even use the exact words, but you get around to basically the implication and the words that may not be the exact words that. If you loved me, you would stop. If you loved me, you would start. Yep. Your actions, this is very, it's very, very common in counseling. I think I've used this before, but when, you know, when I did more couples, we would do active listening, right? And so active listening is when the other person's speaking, you cannot speak and they talk for a minute, minute and a half or whatever, and then you stop them. And then the partner that's listening then has to repeat back verbatim, that's the thing, verbatim what they heard. And so, and then when you agree that they heard it correctly, then you move on. So this couple was doing this and I said, okay, sir, go ahead, speak. And so he spoke for a minute and a half or so. And I I shut him down and I said, okay, ma'am, what did you hear him say? And she said, he doesn't love me. (laughs) (laughs) Just throwing a dart at him I just went went through clearly I don't want your interpretation or your commentary What 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 words came out of his mouth Simply parrot it back What he said to me was He doesn't love me It's so common to say If you love me You wouldn't do that So since you do that Ergo That is evidence that you don't love me and once we go down that, that muck and mire, that. Uh, bong and a blintz. Mm. Bong of the blintz. Once you go down that, that road. and a pancake. Austin Powers. Very nice. Which one? Hmm? <laughs> 15? I don't know. I think that was the first one, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> bong and <of> a <the> blintz. <laughs> Those were great shows. That came yeah, up the other great. day, how great the Austin, Austin Powers, Powers I've were. never talked about it. No, just talking. Oh, that's interesting. I figured who I was talking to, but how great those movies are. So, and before, as we get into this, please, I understand that we are Christians, and by that, that means like Christ, and we should do what Jesus did. We should speak as Jesus spoke. This is the only exception to that rule. I know that Jesus said to Peter, If you love me. If you love me. Feed my you sheep. would blank. And if Jesus would hear, I'd tell him how dysfunctional that is. <laughs> <laughs> and really, his his relationship with Pete could have, been uh, on, my Lord. could have been on the line. So I know that Jesus did it, but we cannot do that in our relationships. And by the way, not that we keep, we're kind of putting this in the realm of husband and wife. Mom and dad, how often? <laughs> and again, unsaid because apparently I would never. But what we indicate is if you do that, child, you're not a good child. You don't love me. In fact, you you hear parents say, "I can't believe you did that to me." Yes, yeah. In
1: subtle ways, obviously, we're talking about marriage day, but in subtle ways, it plays out in a lot of our relationships, yes. even friendship.
2: Yes. You know, when
1: when we get hurt over something, and either take on more responsibility than we should, or not take enough responsibility when we when we actually should. Um, you know when we have emotional issues in relationship and get hurt very easily, without saying it, we're saying it. Yes, without question. This person has determined I'm unlovable, so I'm unlovable. And da, 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 bingo. Da, da.
2: So we see this a lot, whether people use these exact words or not. If you're using these exact words, oh well, goodness, you are you're very detached uh, from actual. Now we're not talking if you loved me you would not be carrying on an affair with your sex. We're not talking about that. Yes, there are some behaviors that spouses would do that would demonstrate that they don't love their spouse or they're struggling at a moment in time or whatever. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about taking out the trash, playing golf too often, the wife not meeting sexual needs. Well, if you love me, if you love me, we'd be having sex, what, 12 times a day, if you love me. So it kind of goes both ways. So we see it a lot. The problem is, is the way I see it, and then you can take over, is this is a false dichotomy. And a false dichotomy is a dichotomy that is false. Let me go over that again for those of you that, that may yeah. not be as educated.
1: Listen, Are you listening?
2: <laughs> Ralph Smith. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conflict. It's a, I'm trying to find a word other than dichotomy. It's two opposing ideas. I mean, that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: That's that's not true. That's not even what is being brought up. It, it's a it's it's a well, it's a false argument, really, because that's not what we're talking. about. A straw about. man argument. Do you know that's my point number three? Oh man, really? No, you didn't read it. Did Dang it! It is. It's a straw man.
1: You always love that, I and love I that. to this day don't know what that means. Keep going.
2: It's straw man, and what's the other one? Uh, the uh, the uh. Ad hominem. Uh, he never used that. Ad hominem argument. Huh. It's a false dichotomy. It's a completely unproductive, unnecessary emotional escalation. Can I get an amen? Amen. It would be one thing if we were in the room talking about whether we loved each other or not. Okay, there may be a time and a place to have that discussion. That's not the discussion. So that we've brought it, which is what makes it a straw man. It's it's not an argument. It's not even a discussion that we're even having. When if we were to get into a discussion about whether we love each other or not, okay, let's have that discussion. But this ain't it. So it is a it's a it is a it is a straw man argument and one that's not even in the room. But then again, when adrenaline is controlling our thinking, because most of this, if you loved me, idea would would be in an argument. When we're thinking with adrenaline we're not thinking with our serotonin. We're not thinking with the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, We're thinking with adrenaline. Therefore, and when we're thinking, remember the rule of thumb is when the adrenaline is coursing out, the serotonin is being sucked in. And so when we're really angry, when we're really emotional, we really are impaired in our thinking. We're not in a place. Think about the, if we are having a discussion as to whether someone loves our spouse, loves us or not. Do you realize the implications of that conversation?
1: Yeah, and that's my first point with the problem of all this. It immediately when that comes out, you've failed. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going anywhere. Yeah, you shut um, her down. It establishes a type of love that has to be proven in some way.
2: Very conditional. That's
1: not built on trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not built on grace and faith, and so as soon as that is either taught, you know, thought about, or actually discussed, I mean, it's a it's a losing argument.
2: Well, the lady in my office, he said he didn't love me. It shut everything down until I could go back and tell her she was not doing this correctly. I mean, because there was there's no talking. What's he going to do at that point? And again, it just happened to be the husband in this case. What does he do now? Have to prove he loves you? I mean, now I'm arguing that I love you. You know how unproductive that is when there are actual issues to be discussed? But we can't get to the issues because it's bogged down in this this drawing a line in the sand as to whether you love me or not and whether your actions prove or disprove that. Not to... Get off on too much of a rabbit trail,
1: but Shanti Feldhahn was a guest we had maybe year one or two of the show, and um, I
2: love... Did you say Shante?
1: Yeah, shanae Feldhan. Feldhahn.
2: shanae Feldhahn, right.
1: She said that the core fear in men is, am I adequate? Yes. That's the answer they're trying to, yeah, or the question they're trying to answer in life. And for women, it's, am I lovable? Mm-hmm. So this discussion today feeds nicely... Very closely yes. to women trying to answer that, you know, foundational core question of am I lovable? But if you're a man sitting here, maybe the question you're asking is if you respected me, you would. Yes. And so it's different language, but it's very much the it's same, the same thing.
2: thing. If those words or even that implication comes out of your mouth, once again, just think of the consequences of that. If we really are discussing. Whether our spouse loves us, then man, we better start calling attorneys. We need to see who's gonna pay for for college, for which kid. We're gonna I mean, if that's the discussion that we're having, is that it? Is that what we're are we discussing whether we dissolve this marriage? Is that what we're talking about? It's a it is such an unnecessary emotional escalation.
1: It feels necessary.
2: At the time, because that is how you feel.
1: But feelings aren't facts. Uh, preach it. Just wave that hand. Woo. I see that hand. Woo, hold, that Holy Spirit sprinkled. Run down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Jump in the baptism. Re baptism. Re.
2: <laughs> All right, this you know we've been told that we chase too many rabbits.
1: <laughs> That's what's so attractive about our show. It is. That's why the ten it people is. listen.
2: Yeah, both people that listen Ooh. love our chasing rabbits. Baptism. Here's the solution, and, and and um. Oh my goodness, love and respect. Uh, he talked about this concept as well so a solution to this problem or how we can maybe pull away from ever doing this is in a calm unadrenaline influenced moment you know it doesn't help my conversation when I hear you take a giant yawn right in the middle of our show (laughs) and that's not a rabbit I'm chasing I'm just an observation It's a very factual observation. So in a calm, unadrenaline moment, you have to, you're sitting on the back porch and you're having just a nice glass of orange juice. You know, I had orange juice in my head. Did you really? Yeah. You ask yourself, does my spouse love me? And most of us would say in a calm, nice moment, does your spouse love you? Absolutely. My spouse loves me. Okay, so in a time where there's not some big argument, there's, you know, I'm not all hyped up and stressed out and angry. When everything's calm and I'm thinking clearly, I have deduced that my spouse loves me. Okay, once that's been established, then stop it. Stop it. Why are you doing that? You've already said your spouse loves you. So stop it. Is that the um, Bob Newhart, Bob, New, the Bob Newhart, just stop it. And, and it's kind of like when we have irreconcilable differences, you just put that and you never touch it. Don't go there unless you want to have a completely separate discussion at some point in the future about whether your spouse loves you or not.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting. One that I might see is if you love me, you wouldn't spend 90 hours at work a week. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because there's a discussion to be had there. Yes. That if you though start with that angle, it's going to be shut down pretty quickly because the spouse often says, "I work so much to provide the lifestyle right. that you want," right? And that there's truth there too. So, we have to again there's a discussion there to be had that's very very important, but if you start there, you're re- if you start with if you love me blank,
2: you're really revealing your insecurity in that. Yes. And to your point, that is a really good discussion to have. Why are you working 90 hours a week? Are you trying to avoid being home? You know, listen, I'm go. trying to stay away from this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And if is that it? But, but saying, hey, if you work 90 hours a week, you don't love me, you could have somebody that. Is working as much as he can to make as much money as he can and to get the promotions that he can because he feels, because of his upbringing, that's how you love your family is to provide for them. So an accusation that you don't know, here you've got this haggard guy working ninety hours a week that I can't believe you're saying that. I'm I'm loving the hound out of you by doing what I'm doing. Even that accusation. We just stick with the issue of working 90 hours a week. Yes.
1: You, ha- you have to work through, again, you're just revealing your own insecurity. You yeah. have to work through your own insecurity and come down to a place that he loves me. I don't know how, but he does. And let me stand in that security. And yes. now without the do you yes. love me or not, let's have the 90 hour a week yes. conversation.
2: And after that discussion, it may be determined he doesn't love you. But that's the caboose. It's not the engine of the discussion. Because, again, there could be a gazillion reasons why someone works now. I can't, I can't fathom it. Um, I Man, I work up a sweat.
1: Jimmy, if you loved love me, you'd work more.
2: <laughs> it, which is just another way of, you know, keep to the issue at hand. Stay in the present. Don't take this somewhere that it's not. When everything's over with, if you want to come back and say, now then, sometimes I feel as though due to numerous past events that you may or may not love me. Like the note you left me the other day that said, you don't love me. Things like that. But if we're talking about working nine hours a week, or we're talking about, you know, she's not meeting my sexual needs. It has nothing to do with them loving you. Even if it did, that's going to come later in a different discussion. But right now, let's stick in the present with this issue and leave it there.
1: And to that, the staying in the present or work with this issue at hand, I would say work off of facts. Yes. Until he leaves the note or she leaves the note saying, I don't love you, you're assuming he doesn't Mm -hmm. or she doesn't by working 90 Mm -hmm. hours. Uh, It's an assumption that they don't until they factually write the note or tell you to your face. Now
2: that's the discussion being discussed. Now that's a discussion. So you you have to work from a place of facts. Don't ever use hyperbole to make a point. Because when you use hyperbole to make a point, you lose credibility in what you're saying. So just don't go there. A discussion that, that rises to the level of an argument doesn't need any help. If you're working 90 hours a week or there is a libido difference, that is legit. And that causes a lot of concern it doesn't need any help by ramping it up into this mythical discussion of whether a spouse loves the other so please don't do that that's that's the motto that's the the moral of the story is please don't do that
1: if you loved your spouse you would not do that use the if you love me mm-hmm.
2: oh yeah absolutely now, that's true. That's
1: what we're learning. Yes. If you want more information about this episode or anything previously published, it is paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. I'm, and you would
2: love our socials. I'm very active. Strike that. You would love my socials.
1: I'm very active on socials. Don't I am follow Josh. such a millennial when it comes to socials.
2: You will laugh. You didn't even say anything about, I need to go to the bathroom and there's someone else in there. Hmm? The video I sent you today.
1: I'm, I'm not.
2: I didn't see it today. Because you'd still be laughing.
1: I don't check Twitter every day.
2: I sent it to you in a text. Hmm? I texted it to you. No.
1: We're going to discuss this off the show. I don't okay. think we did. All right. ParadoxPodcast.com. We appreciate you guys for listening. and hope you have a wonderful fourth, even though you'll hear this afterward.
2: See ya. Bye.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to TherapyWithBilly.com. For more information about our Paradox Evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to JulieLylesCarr.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to ParadoxPodcast.com.